Hello, everyone. This is Mark Guy with the Speak Brave podcast here with my friend. John Morrow, and it's a pleasure. Hi, John. How are you today? I'm good today, and I hope you are. I am. I am, too. It's always a pleasure to start another podcast session. And I want to welcome everyone, the audience, and thank you for listening. I know you have busy lives and work and responsibilities, relationships, and I do appreciate the time you take about 30 minutes, 25 minutes out of your day to listen to this podcast because we try really hard to bring the best what we learned to make sure that you can and add value to your life. So I want to sincerely thank every one of you who is an active listener. And I also want to encourage you to reach out to me at Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook. At Twitter, you can find me at Speak Brave. Just look up for Mark Guy and send me questions, comments, love letters, or any other mail that I accept everything. Whatever you send me, I will take it. I wish the people could see the expression on my face right now. Love letters? <laughs> no, the love letters, it, you, you can... Well, you I know like, what? I like love letters, okay. <laughs> they could be digital form, but something that may have resonated with you as you listen to the podcast, or maybe you have an idea of something that you want mm-hmm. us to address, and I will respond to everyone. So, John... Yep. Today is um, another podcast session, which is very special to me because I want to talk about how to heal a broken heart. Wow. You know, something I think you've hit on some, on a subject that a lot of people uh, struggle with. I know I've struggled with it before. Yeah, how, how so? How to heal a broken heart. Uh, how did you struggle with it? John, well, tell me. It, tell, tell me. It comes in varying degrees. I, I've, I've often said that life has its hurts, and particularly it has its heartbreak. And heartbreak for us comes in degrees. In my earlier life, heartbreak was associated with primarily the loss of uh, a pet. Because I had tremendous affection, fondness, love for for pets, and I can remember in varying degrees having had pets. And I'm I'm a cat lover, as, mm-hmm. as many people know. Mm-hmm. I remember the first cat that I had that I really was very much attached to and very fond of, and he came into the house and out of the house. So he was a typical tomcat. And the unfortunate thing was the day arrived one day when we were driving down our street in our neighborhood. And we saw what appeared to be a cat lying on the side of the street. And Dad pulled up and looked out the door, and he immediately identified it as our cat. He had been out that night running around the neighborhood and inadvertently probably ran in front of a car and was hit and killed. And this has happened more than once in life. Um, These are things which cause us to have heartbreak. As you grow older... That doesn't go away. You you learn to deal with it, but at the same time, you understand that that's just a pain because we have things that we love. There's heartbreak of having something taken away from you. There's heartbreak yes. of having a family yes. member lost. Yes. But the heartbreaks, as we get older, become greater and stronger. Then you heartbreaks come... become stronger. Yeah. Mean you feel it uh, more. Like the volume of the intensity of the pain yeah, is turned up. They're is much that what more. You're saying? Yeah, they're much more. Um, Cathartic. Uh, Cathartic. What does that mean? Catharsis, I think, if I have it correct, and of course the listeners will probably send me, you know, there are going to be people out there who are grammarians, and they'll say, I'm looking in my um, 
book here, my Webster's Dictionary. Or my, yes, reach and, uh, out and, and uh, set us straight here. What is the cathartic? But if I understand catharsis, catharsis is the emotional response that we have as to the intensity and the level of it. Yeah. And so the, the pain is much more intense. The grief yeah. is much longer, much yeah. deeper, much yeah. harder to forget. You may remember the speech that I gave in 2013 talking about the year 2010 when I, in systematic order, lost my favorite aunt and she passed away and I was with her when she died. I lost probably the one cat in my life that has been the closest to me because it was a cat that I felt really actually loved me. And then just as I'm trying to recover from those two events, one in March, one in May, on June 29th of 2010, my father unexpectedly dies. I'm sorry, And I'm here in Florida, and Dad is up in Chattanooga, Tennessee at the hospital there, and he had gone in for a surgery due to a cancer issue, and all they were doing was helping him to get ready to have a longer life without the cancerous problem yeah. present in his body. But unexpectedly, while in the recovery process, just five days after the surgery, as he's healing, um, his heart says, that's enough. And my dad, who at the time was 81 years of age, died instantly of cardiac arrest. And I had the call, and I remember the emotions that came forth, and I still deal with those emotions. I still deal with that heartbreak. I still wonder and ask myself, couldn't I have talked to him more, spent more time with him, learned more from him? You see, that's the problem with heartbreak. There are regrets. There are regrets, and uh, what I, first of all, I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry. Um, I did it's not. It's life. It's life, and I agree with you 100% that as I get older, I get more and more involved in my heartbreak. Mm-hmm. But not rather that it's just something. It's my choice. It is. I think it's it be- is my choice too. But I believe it's beyond your choice to a great degree. I agree with that. There's you as a person. You accumulate experiences. Mm-hmm. You accumulate emotions experiences memories and your memory bank and the way that you experience life multiplies every year it does because you feel with your heart you feel with your viscerally you feel a lot deeper and i have can attest to that as well Mm -hmm. i'm 37 and when i was 17 25 27 i don't think i felt the things that i feel now exactly because after I don't know, I have shared this before, and I have no reservations to share this again. I'm a man that I've been married and I've been divorced. Mm-hmm. And yes, um, I've been in numerous relationships, and some of them have ended with a bit of heartbreak. Yes. Heartbreak that was devastating. But I believe with every relationship that ends now or is going in the future, mm-hmm. it is much tougher for me to recover from. And I never felt that before. And that's what I, f- I understand what you're saying about the loss of your father. I don't, didn't have that experience, but I want to point out how 
to heal a broken heart. And, and this I want to hear. And I want to talk about with you. And the reason I brought this up because I just ended a relationship that was very dear for me. And I cared for the person very much. Mm-hmm. And I still do care about that person quite a bit. But there's just something in my heart, this emptiness, this loneliness, this mm-hmm. hurt, this anger, this disappointment, and asking questions why hinders from moving on with my life. And I have tried many different things. I try to uh, talk to friends or go to <laughs> more intensively into work or pick up new hobbies, and I'm not getting better, or at least it does, this doesn't seem that it way. It doesn't seem that way. It doesn't seem that way. And what recently came a revelation for me. I, I'm a part of a group that meets on a regular basis and we submit a written work to each other for evaluation and for sharing to make sure that we can support each other. Some of the, some of the people in the group are published authors and some of them are bloggers and some of them just uh, writers oh, for their own life. Right. And I brought a piece about ending of a relationship to the group. And I was, it was a two-hour session. I spoke last, and uh, I got very emotional. I held back, held back tears. And at the end of the meeting, people came up to me, gave me hugs. And they t- said that I had the room at the edge of their seat because I was so raw with my pain and my mm-hmm. heartbreak. Yeah. And this one woman who I respect, she said, Mark, why don't we get some coffee after the session? I said, sure. Sure. And that woman opened up to me. She told me about her heartbreak uh, between her and her husband, uh, the way that after 40 plus some years, there wow. was there was separation. And uh, it, it, it was devastating to her. Mm-hmm. And I respect her. I know her. I, I've seen her writing. She's a smart, brilliant woman. And what she told me changed my perspective. She said, Mark, you didn't do anything wrong. You gave the gift of your love. And that was not enough for someone. But that's not enough. Don't blame yourself. You did nothing wrong. And furthermore, you may, she told me, you may ask yourself, why? Why this happened? Why this happened? Why this happened? She said, move beyond why. For me, that was the crucial point. Say that again. I want people to hear that phrase because I've never heard it said before, and it is actually... She gave me a gift. It is a gift. She gave me a gift. Share that again. She's in her... Move beyond why. Because I I felt, okay, well, if only I have done that, or if only I've been kinder, if only I've been (laughs) more intensive, more... Always self-examination. Yes, yes. What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Maybe nothing you did wrong. Maybe you did everything precisely correct. And then she told me about the background with her husband and devastation and heartbreak. And I could not believe the help from this woman. Because what I realized is that, okay, I tried this. I tried to talk about this with so many people. And then this one person comes along who hears your story and tells you just one or two points that changes your entire perspective. And I want to share this with the audience. Maybe you're going through a heartbreak. And I understand the process. Mm -hmm. It takes time. It takes time. It takes time to realize and to refocus your attention. But in the middle of that darkness, see if you can move beyond why. It is not your fault. You did everything right. 
even if it's in a, in a relationship between you and your mate, you did, you did everything you can possibly do. You gave a gift of your love and that was enough. And then I started talking to her again and say, oh, I should have done that. Should have. She said, no, no, wait, 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 wait. You see that? You saying again, I should have. She stopped me again and mm-hmm. said, it's not your fault. That was a gift I will never forget. That is a great gift. That is a great gift. That is a takeaway for me today that actually I had never heard. And I'm so glad that you shared it today with us because it is an awakening moment for me. And I just hope and pray that the people listening to us today will also understand they're taking this and they can use it, but they have to be willing to receive it, accept it, and then believe it and apply it. And that can be a difficult process because there's a guilt factor that we deal with in this heartbreak where we always question what we did wrong. And I realize that heartbreak takes so many forms, so we often think about it in terms of relationships, very personal, even intimate relationships. But it also, I think, has application in other relationships. I do sometimes find myself still struggling with a degree of guilt regarding my father, not for anything that I did wrong to my father or anything that he did wrong to me, but rather what I feel like I could have done. It's the old, I should have, I could have, but I didn't. Now I feel guilty because I didn't, and this puts blame back on me. When you're telling me, no, you had that opportunity. You did the best. You did the best you could. He gave his best. The time came when he was taken from you. You didn't get the opportunity to plan how you were going to part. You didn't get the plan for closure. Oh, there's something that gets thrown around a lot is closure. <laughs> and that's what this woman have told me about closure. Because I could not understand why this have happened in my relation. Why did it end so suddenly when I was not ready for it to, to go? Because I wanted with my entire being, with the entire person that I am, to continue and, and resolve and work and find out. And I did not get the closure. And that was pain. It was torture. And in that piece that I wrote, I said, I used to wake up in the middle of the night, in the middle of my own nightmare. Three, four o'clock in the morning. Wow. And I and there's nobody around, there's no one to talk to, just darkness, loneliness, and asking questions why. And that pain came out in a written piece, and that's why people responded the way they did. If I'd never would and that's I got an inspiration from blog by Donald Miller. Mm-hmm. Donald Miller is a credible author and i read his works such as blue like jazz which have turned into a movie um a million a thousand years and a million miles one of those and he's an excellent excellent writer and then his latest book is scary clothes he's also a business owner in nashville tennessee he helps businesses to help their to tell their stories and one of the on his blog there was a guest post guest post 
was from another writer who said there is a salvation when we tell our darkest stories because every time we tell a story but go as deep as you can go as dark as you can but tell tell to your friends tell to anyone who will listen because every time you do something in your brain happens and your brain helps you to process that information a lot better so don't be afraid to tell your darkest stories because that's part of the healing i was inspired by that blog i trust donald miller and that's why i had the courage to write what i did and never did i expect that this woman who is 70 plus years old would came out to me open up to me and said mark move beyond the why and then when i started go back and say i should have i should have said no 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 no, stop it you already done it move beyond the why she talked about the closure she talked about the pain that she felt and that's what i want to make sure that everyone understands mm-hmm. tell your darker stories move beyond the why tell everyone who can listen because it's not your fault you did everything you can the other thing that also have helped me is that a lot of friends that I've talked about this heartbreak that in my case mm-hmm. what it was and when I was going back to the events and actually assigning values and uh, events and places to what have happened that's part of the healing and you can think with your rational mind okay this, this is what happened when every time you you tell the story again and again and again you become stronger that is how you heal a broken heart. You talk about it. You go with it. You go at your own pace. Maybe it will take you months. Maybe it will take you years. Maybe it will take you weeks. But don't be afraid to go in and talk about it. Reveal. Because that's part of the healing. And I wanted to make sure. Because I am positive that there's my audience and this audience that we deal with every week is that there are people who are suffering from broken hearts. Maybe loss of a loved one, a loss of something, the dream or something, or breaking the relationship. There is hope, but it starts with you. And it starts with reaching down and talking about it and bringing the stories out. Important point. And this I gathered from what you just said. Some people try to run from their heartbreak through exterior influences Um, whether it's lifestyle changes whether it's a pharmaceutical or alcohol or becoming an introvert and withdrawn because they don't want to make themselves vulnerable they become um, how do you say insulated and this is, this is something that I have found is extraordinarily destructive in a life because people don't confront their problem, their fear, their heartbreak, their disappointment in themselves, their lack of confidence. They tend to feed it, foster it, and let it fester like an infection. And that's not the answer. No, it's not the answer. The reason I'm glad, John, that you brought this up, because I was like that Mm -hmm. just maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. That's exactly what I would do. Well, your story proves that because remember the betrayal that you shared with me once and you shared with our audience over 
the time that you were with a friend and she asked you to be with friends and then you were attacked. Well, and that was a betrayal that left you damaged, not just physically, but I believe the emotional damage was greater. So this had to be something that you had to fight your way back from. And sometimes we don't have the answers immediately and we're questioning, what did I do wrong? When in reality, as you've already made it clear, we did nothing wrong. That lady, that gift she gave you was, you were doing the right things. You cannot hold yourself responsible for the actions of an individual. She must accept responsibility for what she does. She must deal with the consequences of the choices that she makes. But we also have to believe that just as you need to get past the why, she too needs to move forward and hopefully have a better life. And that's, 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 we come in full circle because I have a lot of friends who I love dearly and respect. And some of them have advised me, ask yourself why, why this happened, why this happened. And that's what I did. I was on this journey. And the more I asked myself why, 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 the more depressed uh-huh. and I got. And I got more into a dead end and I couldn't get out. And I, I know this darkness. I know this darkness. I looked at the dark, darkness in the face. I looked at loneliness in the face. I don't want to go there again. Right. That's why I'm, I know going in, running away from your pain, running away or trying to numb the pain is not the answer. Because we as human beings, we need to process the information. This is why I want to share this with the audience. Running away is not the answer. Finding the way that you deal with it, that it is appropriate for you, is. And when you ask yourself why and why, go ahead, try it. Maybe it works for you. But for me, it did nothing. Uh I did not get better. I got worse. My point is, don't be afraid to share your pain, your story with people, with through your writing, through the podcast, through the video recording, or just in conversation with friends, you will find something that works for you. And that's what I'm saying. I want to encourage everyone. Don't run away. Share. And uh, because that's what it was for me. For years, I was running away. And you know what that happened? I became more numb. I, my social skills and my communication skills atrophied. And it took me years to climb from that dark hole that I put myself in. I, I don't want to go there again, John. I understand completely. Yeah. And I think that's the reason why, too, the, the core message here of speaking brave and living brave makes so much sense in this context. Because speak brave and live brave. You must, yes. To live brave, you have to speak brave. And to speak brave, you have to live brave. They, 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 they marry to one another. They, they feed one another, but they feed one another in a very positive way. And I like that because you begin to open yourself up to light. That's right. Open yourself up to hope. Open yourself up to promise. Mm-hmm. Open yourself up to the fact that you deserve greatness you deserve goodness and i appreciate that you brought this into it i also want to get back to donald miller one of his books he said 
let's say we're talking about the relationship thing. You can become bitter or you can become better. Mm-hmm. And that may not click right away. But over time, if you are, <laughs> if you are the, your dark place for a long time and you cannot cry anymore, you, you, it's, it's, you see something and all those emotions, all the pain, the closure, the heartbreak keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. Yes, I honor that. But think about it this way. You can become bitter or become better. What are the skills? What can you bring to the people you love, uh, to people who love you in the future? Yes, you cannot turn back time, but you can choose to become better. One of my favorite quotes that I want to mention is from Vic, Vic, Dr. Viktor Frankl, who wrote oh, yeah. Man's Search for Meaning, and mm-hmm. I have used it extensively. Everything can be taken away from a man. Mm-hmm. except the very last of human freedoms to choose our attitude in any set of One circumstances of the lines to in the choose world. to choose our way mm-hmm. and i know it's not easy it's not easy i i can say oh mark but you don't understand i lost my wife or my lost my husband or i did this and we had kids and all this i understand you can choose to become bitter or become better we only have one life, and it's so short. You can live in a pit of your darkness. I know. I know. But move beyond the why and keep going. Let me just offer you one other quick observation. I know we're running short on time here, but just think about it for a second. This came into my mind as you were talking about choosing to be bitter or choosing to be better. You will note the two vowels. The principal vowel in bitter is I. The principal vowel in better is E. I is all about me. If all I think about is my concerns, I'm living for me. That's I. I. I've been hurt. I have a right to be bitter. I am angry. I am. I have the right to feel the way I do because I've been done wrong. That does foster bitterness, and bitterness leads to hatred. On the other hand, E, better. I choose to open myself to everyone, and I choose to use excellence, energy, enthusiasm, enthusiasm, and empathy. I use my experience to understand and care about others, the empathetic issue. It's amazing what two simple letters, two vowels, can represent and the dynamic that it can change in the meaning of two words. That's stunning. So I can only tell you this, uh, this has been for me a highlight to have this conversation with you. Any parting thoughts that you'd like to share before we conclude today? Absolutely, John. Heartbreak is a part of life. You know it. I know it. From experience, both of us. With time, I think, we get older. And you're thinking, oh, my best (laughs) is behind me. And that's what... I struggle with sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if we're speaking honestly and frankly, those thoughts are overwhelming. They can be. Because you're thinking the loss, the heartbreak, the emotions, the 
the gut wrenching, the heartbreak. I can't deal with it. Yeah. I just want to remind everyone that there is hope. Always. And hope for you maybe through your loved ones. For me, it's through friends. It's the network of friends that I love and I treasure and I cherish. Mm-hmm. Friends will be there for you when you need it most. You cannot go through life alone. So the, my very final thought is try to move beyond the why and to have and nurture the network of friends that will help you in good and, and the sad part of your life because life is not meant to be lived alone. Life is meant to be celebrated with friends and people you love and who love you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key how to heal a broken heart. I think we've had a wonderful time and we it has been a time of richness rich in caring sharing expressing love and appreciation and most of all embracing our audience and letting them know wherever you are and whatever you're doing Mark has offered something very very important for you to move forward with and I just want to thank you John for being uh, my conversation partner in this and sharing your stories because my pleasure we are so interconnected we are not disjointed we're interconnected Mm -hmm. and thank the audience um thank you thank you for our support for listening tuning in and downloading Uh, you can find previous episodes on itunes subscribe you can reach out to me at facebook linkedin at twitter at speak brave and just tell me what you think and what would you like to see in the future podcast episodes and i can't wait to hear from you Look forward to seeing you until next time. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, John.